0: Hello, Wayne Bettis here and in yet another instalment of the Trade Growth Summit, I have the absolute pleasure of introducing Adam Chapman, who is the Director of Veto Energy and Director of Heat Geek. Adam, welcome to the Trade Growth Summit.
1: Thank you very much for having me on. Um, amazing course. I'm from uh, Aldershot uh, originally, so uh, Aldershot being home of the British Army, so, um, you know, it's close, t- close to home.
0: Oh, excellent. Yeah, like, obviously, everyone here. Yeah, we're all trying to raise money for Help for Heroes, you know, supporting our our veterans and and wounded soldiers across the UK. So it's a great cause. And I am absolutely delighted to have you. Do you know, we've sort of known each other online for a few years now. So it's going to be a great yep. discussion. I'm really looking forward to it. But for those that, that don't know who Adam Chapman is, can you just give us a little sort of intro into maybe a bit of your past and and, and yep. what you've been up to?
1: Right. OK. Um, I, I think a lot of people say that they, um, they fell into this trade. Uh, I wasn't one of those people, actually. Uh, I specifically chose to, to go into it. Uh, I remember traveling around America and, and staying in hostels and things like that and seeing tradesmen go into a, a, a city, uh, go and work for a few days, make a shit ton of cash and then fly off to another country and then work in their city. And I was like, I want a piece of that action. So uh, I got back home uh, and rolled on uh, it, the first course I did was a fast track course to get me on the thing. And then I, uh, I managed to get a, a job in a commercial uh, installation firm. Uh, and then put, got put through my mvq level three uh, day release uh, and obviously gas safe and stuff uh, so i probably did that i was before i was 21 i was probably 20 when i when i did that um and um yeah since then i set up uh, my my own personal company chapman plumbing that was at the time uh, which i ran with my partner because for me I, I had to get someone in immediately as soon as i went out on my own i was going home to send off invoices and then going out to a job and then going home to write up an email and didn't make sense I, I just within a two or three months i, I got my, my partner involved because uh, that for me was just inefficient i went to be out earning money continuously not answering the phone uh, so that was an important step for me immediately and our, our little team my, my partner's very uh, business astute um uh, our little team ran really well for 10 years and then uh, then we got the diagnosis of having twins and i thought joe can't obviously work you know, work for me and and, and uh, take care of twins. So um, at, at that point, I joined up with uh, Patrick Wheeler, who was basically running, He was his wife was pregnant as well, um, coincidentally, and, and essentially running the same company as mine uh, uh, in a parallel fashion, just up the road in um, uh, Twickenham. So, we, you know, we were chatting, we both have kids, so yeah, I can't get rid of Joe, but, I, you know, I'd have to lose half my work. And, yeah, we decided to join together. That was three years ago now. And since then, so when we joined together, we called that business Vito Energy. Vito Energy is now the UK's number one hydrogen fuel cell installer. Um, uh, we, we do, um, if, well, I've got a showroom here, which I could probably uh, give you a little yeah. sort of tour of. We've got a hydrogen fuel cell there. We've got, um, there's all sorts of stuff here at the moment. Um, heat pumps outside there. We've got batteries over there in and working, solar thermal. We've got all sorts, well, everything. We literally have everything here. And so would, something- you,
0: would, you say, would you say then that sort of you're pioneering this renewables sort of? surge in the uk then by the sounds of it
1: uh uh i'd say that's a flattering way of putting it but yeah if you want <laughs> yeah no i
0: i like, i followed i followed you you know for, for yeah. years and it's been really great to see you when you took on that showroom and 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 seeing yeah. how it's come together and, and being the uk's number one hydrogen cell you know, that, that's, that's some achievement, isn't it? You know? and Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm proud. <laughs> that, is, that is
0: really, really cool. And um, I want to, just before you move on, right. I'm going to, yeah. I just want to come back to, you mentioned you did a fast track course, right. Which yeah. that was a surprise to me. Okay. Yeah. My presumption was that you did like an old school apprenticeship five years, you know, worked like, so the fact you did a fast track is, is quite liberating really to so, see how yeah. far you've come from a,
1: I think fast trackers, uh, I think the opposite of fast trackers to to most other people. I think they're the best people our industry have because they're people who have gone out their way to move into this trade. They've not fallen into it because their uncle was a plumber and they got put on a, a, you know, one day release thing. Um, uh so yeah these are people who actively chose so they're normally going to do a bit more research and really you know uh learning to what they're doing just my experience and it's that's not every every case obviously
0: Um, i I agree with that my my two best apprentices have been a guy that was in the army for 24 years and he come out did a fast track six month course and he's absolutely brilliant and my old man yeah yeah. maker retrained you know so i i have a good affection with um Fast tracking, but yeah, mm. I just really wanted to highlight well, that yeah. it,
1: so the, they're not the fast, like what people. Well, the, do. I say fast tracking. So the first track I did was for the NVQ level two. Was it NVQ or was it just level two? I don't know. I kind of get confused with all the things. But when once I got empl- then I got employment. Then I did get put on a day release. So I was, yes. you know, I did. The- I finished it off by doing it. So it's two, two, two years. I did at the end to get up to le- NVQ level three. So I, I and I, ch- I didn't have the. I, I had the option to not go to NVQ level three because you don't need it. Well, what you need gas safe, really, to put in a boiler. Yeah. I yeah. wanted it. I wanted to make sure. I felt. There's a thing called imposter syndrome where you feel like you don't um, you don't deserve where you are or you know and I wanted to make sure I'd got everything in place so because I'd always had the idea as well my, my dad was a, very much an entrepreneur um and uh, you know I, I was always going to follow in his footsteps and uh, yeah I want to make sure everything was in place um so uh, and th- and that imposter syndrome thing uh, which I think everyone probably has an element of that's basically what got me started collating information to um, start Heat Geek. Uh, uh, it, that was the initial kind of me going out and just going crazy on the research. I got ADHD. I diagnosed ADHD six years ago. Uh, and and when once I get my teeth into something, learning about it, you can't pull me away. I, I remember some days uh, Joe would come down in the morning, um, uh, go off to work, and I'd start my research and she'd get back. That night at six o'clock, I'd still be in my pajamas. I haven't eaten, and I'm doing research on the same thing. You just get sucked in. Um, so yeah. Uh, anyway,
0: bit of a tangent there. Um, yeah. No, no, it's, it's it's fantastic to hear because you know, people. I've heard quite a few stories of people with ADHD that once it's focused, once they they're they're onto something, you know, that it's it's the ADHD isn't there. The attention, do, do you know what I mean? It's, it, it's
1: called <laughs> the, the term is called hyperfocus. So, okay. um, so when you have ADHD, you struggle with focusing on one thing. Uh, it's, it's dopamine regulation in the brain is actually what, what triggers it. You, you Your natural dopamine regulation is very, very low level. And then once you get something you're interested in, Bang, you get a massive spike, much more than anyone else. Not many people are going to get excited by plumbing and heating, but I got a load <laughs> of dopamine released, which sent me down that. But the thing that I, you know, the actual reason that I was excited about it and the kind of what the message I want to put across here today, because I knew that was a means to an end for me, because the more information, the more I learned, the more I earned. It was what yeah. rose my value. Uh, if, if I can walk in and say to a customer, oh, did you know that you have, a, you know, this type of system and you, you've got this, this and this option? No one else has said that before. Yeah, that's because I'm higher value than the next guy. And that's why you're going to get a more expensive quote from me and probably still go with me. That was my kind of thinking. And that's yeah, what yeah. drove me to, to do that, all of that research so heavily is because I knew uh, that the more I could display a, a good a high perceived value, the more I could charge and still get the job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that, that little phrase you coined there, you know, the more you, you, you learn, the more you earn is so true, you know, and um, in our industry, especially, you know, in plumbing and heating, there's mm. so much, so, you know, there's so yeah. much innovation and yeah. so much there that if you if you can grab that knowledge you know the the, your your first-hand experience with it the the potential is is huge and like yourself you've you've become the uk number one hydrogen installer you know yeah unbelievable achievement it's an open
1: go out there because um there's not enough people in our trade um uh you know there's a lot of low standard companies and installers out there as well as obviously high standard but because there's much more uh, work than there is installers, if you want to run a good preptal, reputable company, and this is in uh, renewables as well, uh, it, anyone can really set up a business in, in yeah.
0: this, provided you put the effort in and you, know, you learn this, the information that's necessary to do it properly. See, I've definitely taken that philosophy, but I've taken it from a different angle. So yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I've gone down the business acumen and, and yeah. personal growth. I saw the
1: fork road. When, when you started up off the tools uh, um, thing, I, I, I could see our, our parallels. And we've just taken a, two different yeah. things. It was. Um, so I posted a lot at the beginning on that group when i have more time on my hands and uh, yeah it's a great group as well um but yeah no you're, t- you're right there's more more than one way to skin a cat um and it just goes to show there's just a lot of opportunity in this industry still and even more so now that you know heat pumps are being pushed
0: uh and alternative heating uh, technologies are being pushed so but the fundamentally it comes cleaner. back to education though doesn't it yep. you know education Always. is the is the is the key to unlock the doors that are going to be in your way Yeah. And and the problem
1: we've had in this industry is the lack of uh, education. We all know what I've done MVQ level three, which is, you know, as high as you'd want to go in uh, doing what we do. And, you know, that is old stuff they're teaching. That's not highbrow, clever stuff. Uh, And if you want to go and learn the higher brow, more clever stuff, you have to resort to reading things like SIPSI journals. Now SIPSI journals are written by academics in an academic language that no one wants to fucking read. It's not <laughs> written in a presentable way that a plumber's going to understand. And that was basically what Heat Geek kind of, want, you know, I was doing Heat Geek. I, I read it because I was sucked in. I knew there was something in there that I'd be able to find out that I could charge more. I wanted to be able to rewrite that when I started doing my, my articles and rewrite in a way that even a consumer could understand it, so in a palatable way. Uh, and it's just a big gap that was in the market. And, and that's kind of the aim of the whole thing, really, is to present things in a more... Um, uh, yeah, palatable way that it's digestible. Not a yeah. bloody big white paper that you
0: have got to sift through. You a, want bit, a bit more in layman's terms, so so to speak. Do you know? Yeah, so, yeah. So and, so and,
1: so and, so. And, and video. You know, people want to sit down, chill, and watch a video. Like I wear a, I wear a backwards cap and a stupid T-shirt on all my videos to make <laughs> it less fucking formal. It just needs all bringing back down to earth. It's these people yeah. on these high pedestals wanting to prove their worth. You're talking about plumbing, mate. This is like normal stuff. You know, you don't need to be put yourself on that. But it's an ironic t-shirt for that but um you know <laughs> but yeah the, get, getting back to you know and, and what i kind of want to put the message across here the trades growth thing the more you learn the more you earn and 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 as you sort of go and progress and get your sales patter down because sales patter is one-on-one the same with the knowledge to do the system the more you know about systems and how to put a system well and the opportunities available in a in a home the more you'll be able to sort of express that when you're going for the quote and, and build your value and the next step on that is obviously increasing your prices, which everyone's scared of. No, I'm at the ceiling height for my area. No one could charge more in my area. I charge the exact correct amount. Fuck off, mate. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> How much you can charge in your area changes by the hour, As, uh, especially obviously in winter. You could charge, you know, potentially double. And it's not about charging the maximum you can get away with and ripping people off. Let's get that clear. It's about basic supply and demand. When supply is low, your demand goes up and you can charge more. And you should, if you're booking right the way through winter, how are you going to be free for your customers that need you, that you've been serving for years? What you need to do to dictate your diary isn't let your diary dictate your diary, let your prices dictate your diary. So if you're booking up, raise your prices, free up your diary, then you're free for your valued customers. You don't mean booking up and not getting back to your valued customers. And that was actually one of the first posts I did in in your group was – The ring strategy, I haven't got a name for it yet, but that'll be it for now. Um, So so we had our base price in our our business, which was, I don't know, probably started off really low. God knows what it was, 40, 50 quid an hour or something like that. And what we do is we draw a a ring around uh, a map. Well, actually, we use Google Maps to to see how far away customers were. And if they were above uh, sort of 10 mile radius, we'd bump them up £10 an hour, their, their rate. And if they're beyond a 15 to 20 mile radius, we bump them up another £10 an hour, their rate. And what that allowed us to do was A, work in a smaller band. So there's less dead time traveling between jobs. This is mainly for repairs, obviously, yeah. uh, but you're, you, this is relative to install as well. So you're working locally, You know, especially if you've got to go back somewhere, if you've got something, you'd earn more money out that day because you're not traveling around. You should be trying to work as low as possible. If you did go outside there, great, you're earning more. But what you're also doing is beta testing higher rates. And when you realize, why the hell is no one in that 10 mi- outside that band turning away my work? Maybe I should be charging that much. So what you do is you slowly bring in your bands until your expensive band becomes your main band, and then you've got new rings set. And that this is a method we used over seven years. Uh, I'm not going to go into our charge rates right now, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we, 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 you know, I know exactly how much we can charge any time of the year, because I've done this over and over and over. And that, that method, um, It enabled me to work, I was probably on the tools when I was with Joe, probably three days a week. And the other two days a week, I would either go massively into research, which basically meant chatting on Facebook and, you know, scouring Wikipedia and stuff like that, that I would anyway, because of my ADHD brain, and then the other day, I'd go to the cinema and just piss around, and you know, And then the weekend was a separate <laughs> weekend. I was only working three days a week. I was earning a lot of money for because it's only me. It's a lightweight company, me and Joe. Um, uh, but yeah, getting those rates up and charging your worth—you're charging your actual
0: worth there. Uh, uh, otherwise, it wouldn't be paid. You must be worth it. So um, that ring you know, strategy there—that yeah. that is gold. You know that—that that is a golden little bit of strategy for anyone listening. You know, in any industry, yeah. it gives you a structured yeah. way to to test it out basically you yeah, yeah. know and, and get put the feelers out
1: exactly and keep you know importantly keep your work local when you your little band so you can dot yourself around your local area you don't want to be driving an hour or 2 hours each way to to you know do a 2 hour job that is not efficient so um that yeah that really got us off the um off the block and uh, now we've got we're about to take on our sixth engineer um uh, it's not quite the same because you need kind of more work yeah i'm not fussed if they're driving around as much uh it's nice for them to have a break probably <laughs> um and i don't have to do it i don't have to do the driver we're not slave drivers we're all about having you know a happy sort of uh workforce actually in fact we're going out for a meal um uh, for lunch later on today and then we'll have a few jars and that sort of thing so uh yeah things do change as your business size start as, as your business grows But at the early stage, it's such an easy little technique to improve productivity earn more immediately just by working more locally and experiment with higher charge rates. It should be done by everyone. And also, we're all doing each other a favour if we all kind of sing off the same hymn sheet with supply and demand, specifically between winter and summer.
0: Yeah. And to be honest, this right now is like the perfect time for people to do this because the world around us right now with inflation and, everything that's going on you know if you're still charging what you were charging six five eight years ago in essence you're losing money compared to what you was doing there so yeah Yeah. i I would i would applaud everybody to look at this strategy and and Mm. and try it in their business because i hear it all the time and and like like you said a minute ago you know oh i can't charge anymore i can't well have you tried Have Mm. you tried? Have you actually put it out there to the public to tell you what's going on? The the, the
1: fear is uh, these guys, I think they feel probably, and we've all been through it, Um, they probably feel very kind of appreciative of where they were. And if they lose that one customer, even if they put all of their prices back down the next day because they got scared off, they feel like they've lost that one customer and that might have been the one that you know uh, uh, made them a load of money but what you realize as you go on you know i'm in business year 14 now or something uh, is it's a numbers game you want lots and lots of custom. it's not you don't, there's no one magic customer yeah. if you lose a couple of calls on one day big whoop you can lift your prices back down but you know again the ring uh, strategy allows for that you can keep your base price if you want but you'll soon see that see that they'll pay anything really yeah. uh, provided see, I, you display lose- the value
0: I well, yes, we'll, we'll get on to that next. Actually, the the about the value, yeah. definitely. But I I didn't use the ring strategy that you've you've now coined. I I yeah. basically called it. I I used it a price throttle. So right. if the diary was looking busy, I, yeah. you know, I'd put the throttle down and the prices would go up. Right. If the diary was looking, I still do this now. Do you know, yeah. if the diary is not looking too great, do you know, yeah. I, I I put the brakes yeah. on a little bit and yeah. pull that throttle down. And 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 yeah, and basically, like you said, supply and demand. Every so, other industry uses exactly. supply and demand.
1: Well, you're, you're mainly installs, aren't you? And that's I mean, we're all, all installs. We still did repair and stuff, but uh, and that's the same thing for servicing. But yeah, we do the same thing for installs. We've got, oh, we've got a set price list, so anyone can quote any one time, job for hat, very easy. And then we've got, so we make uh, like twenty percent on our base price, and then uh, yeah, as we get busy, we we give varying amounts of discount off. So they're always getting a discount. But yeah. we've got, you know, and we just vary our discount that we're offering at that one time. And in winter, we don't offer any discount. That's just the yeah. price they get, which they used to get in anyway. So, uh, yeah, I, I think if you're not doing it, you, you're you mad.
0: Yeah, I, I, I would I would 100% agree. That's that's some great information there. Um, obviously, you touched on it's one thing raising your prices. Yeah, yeah. OK. but there has to be a a, a a raise in standards doesn't there as well and, and what you actually offer and i suppose this sort of neatly ties us into you know heat geek what and 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 how how heat geek and what heat geek can do for people across the uk so do you want to do you want to dive into a little bit about heat geek and and how this yeah. can aid this strategy yeah totally so um so and like I say,
1: I, I very much uh, was research heavy because I wanted the best information for my customer when I walked in the door, especially for installs. Uh, and, and that's how I knew I was going to be able to charge this next rate up. I amassed. Uh, have you ever heard of Evernote? It's like, a um, you know, it's the app. You keep yeah. all your notes on there. I've got... Um, uh, diagrams and all sorts of things on there and i amassed all this information i was like this is there's a hell of a lot bloody value here um uh, uh i was doing bits with eco technicians at the time it's very kind of almost similar to, to heat geek but it didn't quite work out because it was uh it was too much of a it was a bit of a hippie idea really it was all pitching in for no profit and then you know heat geek's kind of a bit more uh profit-led in that way i suppose but um uh yeah i'd amassed all this information and i well, i had to give it out i can't I Hoarding that information is the reason the industry is where it is with lack of information. You know, it's people information hoarding. We need to be more generous, especially with standards, and there not being enough installers out there. So um, the idea of HeatGeek was to to tackle the myths of uh, things that maybe um, manufacturers might be pushing that they shouldn't, so people could see through the, the bullshit um uh, 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 and also just give a credible credible resource written in a palatable way not you know the long words and all the rest of it so um a year and a half ago we got accepted um by Bayes for a subsidy um they they backed us to develop a course because we'd, we'd written an application we thought we were the right people to do it they agreed uh and that they backed us a fair a fair lump uh which will get paid once once we've got 3 um 300 trainees through uh, which we're well on the way to now actually we've got 450 signed up now so we've developed this course that um helps teach hydronics um uh, heat loss um uh, how they sort of marry together different pipe layouts it's kind of very difficult to sort of explain really i have got the uh contents over there somewhere i won't go into it uh, you can see it on the website yeah. uh, and 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 what 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 we've done with this is understanding this point about raising your value at the end of it you become heat geek certified so you certified you understand that 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 information but importantly the course isn't an attendance course you don't go there and uh, oh I, w- I was there for a day. it's actually all online uh, in, in fairness but you, you don't just go through the course and get a certificate at the end um, it's a, uh, it's a much more proactive thing. So you'll watch a video and you'll be asked questions, which you can't just answer. You have to go away and really work at these and you're forced to, forced to process the information, understand the information. Um, uh, and a lot of people don't make it through, but then do you know what that's done? That's, that's raised the value of our course. If not, everyone can pass it. So it's again, right. value driven. And it raises the value of the people that have gone through. It raises the fact that they, the fact they persevered through something which is very difficult. Uh, it's a testament to their character. Um, and I bet so, it, it
0: instills it instills confidence in in the individual, which then will give them the confidence to be charging more. and yeah, and, you yeah, know, yeah. For their, it's like a, a, a cycle there, isn't there? With that,
1: loads. Yeah, and the the messages we get at the end from the people that um they they. There, there will be something along the lines of, I fucking hate you because that course was so difficult, but also thank you so much for putting me through it. It's, uh, it's, it's really rewarding, actually, really rewarding. And, uh, yeah, off the back of that, we developed a heat geek map where people can go and find a heat geek in their area or customers can. Yeah. Um, but you, you don't need to do our course. Don't need to do our course. Uh, and that's kind of why I'm here today. Uh, Kimbo Betty does a course. Um, there's a few more courses coming up. You just need to learn more. To increase your value. And then when you increase your value, you'll see, oh, more people are responding to my boiler quotes with so yes. Maybe try bumping up 5% or so. Uh, and as you learn more and your confidence grows when you walk in front and talk in front of a customer, because that's half of it, it's, it's being confident in what you're saying. Um uh, you, again, you'll see this response and you can play around with your, your numbers and your percentages uh yeah and it's yeah i guess it's that again another cyclical thing isn't it the back, the back and forth the continued monitoring of what's being processed and what you can do to um either put the brakes on your work and make money more money at the same time or vice versa
0: yeah yeah do you know and I, i'm gonna hold my hands up right now okay And i'm gonna be honest here so i got access to the course when you first launched it and i just presumed right and this was a presumption i just thought it will basically be an attendance course. Do you know? I'll sit there, watch some videos, tick some boxes. No chance. <laughs> Holy moly. I, 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 I got to the first page, I think, and I looked at it yeah. and I thought, okay, no, this act, this is an actual, like, yeah. educate, like, proper thing. And I, I just, at the yeah. time, I just knew I didn't have the time to yeah. to actually do it. Yeah. So I, I yeah. didn't even waste my time or your yeah. time going any yeah. further yeah. at that point because, it, yeah, it, it's gonna need. You're gonna to have to put the work in. But as it for anything in life, if it's worth having, you know, it, it's it's not. It's gonna be a challenge. It's gonna to have to strain Absolutely. you for that yeah. growth to happen, isn't there? I
1: mean, you're, you're probably growing beyond needing that course now. And it really, it's for for either the guys designing systems, maybe renewable systems, or the guys actually on you know hands on the tools, putting them in, and and more geared towards commercial and heat pumps. If you're doing gas boiler swap. There's not really a lot to go wrong
0: there. No, that was one of the you, things you that still, I've yeah. always neglected is that technical training because yeah, you, the you, standard boiler jobs are just, you know, there, there, there's not much that was, technical. This,
1: this is the problem with our industry. It's It was made, I say the problem with our industry, and it was also a solution to our industry. Combi boilers made our lives bloody easy because you could just put, throw them on the wall, plug them in and go away and it'll work. Which is great. And, uh, you know, uh, you, you don't need to know loads of information to, to to do that. If you've got high conversion rates, you're already winning anyway. Uh, but if you're struggling with conversion rates or you want to try and achieve more, you can go in there and bullshit Raffles brains, as they say, you know, and come out with all the technical bits why you want low temperature boiler instead or improve your, increase your radiator sizes. Some customers love to hear that, especially ones in bigger houses. Uh, and then you know you can charge that next bit on top. Um, but if 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 and when we're going to move over to our alternative um, sort of technologies, that doesn't cut it. You have you have to actually start learning the theory. It's physics, actually. You've got to learn about physics. Which um, I find um, most heating engineers take to like a duck to water. Uh, although they didn't do well at school, I did awfully at school. My highest grade was a D. I was very, very challenged at school. Uh, I just couldn't keep focus, obviously, because of ADHD. I wish yeah. I was diagnosed back then. Um, but they, they they say that people with ADHD on that people with that sort of mindset, they are geared towards being engineers. They can see how stuff works. They can figure it out in their head. But it's So in in class, in school, I'd always struggle with science and have my hand up all the time for answering question. Right now, write it down in a thesis, in a conclusion or whatever, you know, those things. And I get because I have my handwriting, my spelling. I I was marked on English. That's not science and engineering. It's what we do. We're engineers Uh, and we think with our brains. That's how we're in here. We're all in here. Um, uh, And yeah, I think um, the people in our trade are actually the right people uh to be there to be honest we yeah. don't need to be a nasa uh you know employee to, to understand it it's not that hard it's made to seem more hard by things like the sibsy journals which overcomplicate things
0: yeah. and i suppose it's having the mindset of accepting that it's time to learn do you know opening them port- i call them portals in the brain you know like to mm-hmm. to right, be yeah. accepting right okay i need this i need to soak this in and, and understand yeah. it that's that's one yeah i yeah you could the way i feel about it and i would hope
1: other people want to is to get excited by oh my god i can earn that and i can be installing that stuff or you know learn that and i can yeah. be charging that doing that over there that should be the thing that pulls them forward rather than a you've got to change young man because you know you're not up to uh I, I, people just need to get invigorated and because the thing is as well, once you start learning, you learn a bit, you're like, Oh, okay. That's It's actually really interesting. It's fascinating. It really is. Uh, and once you start learning a bit more, you'll hopefully you'll get hooked into this thing. Maybe not as much as I was because I had no life for a very long time. <laughs> uh, and, uh, well, it's not that I have one now, <laughs> but, um, uh, with three kids. Um, yeah. And, and hopefully you can get pulled in that. And, and one of the main things actually, and part of the part of the course is, uh, and it's in, it, it's, it's a mandatory part of the course is peer-to-peer learning what you guys do with business is peer-to-peer learning it is proven scientifically the number one best way to learn uh, whether it be about business or whether it's about um, uh, plumbing or heating or whatever Uh, you you, you don't want to be sitting in front of a powerpoint thing and just you know not really taking it in the best way of learning is interaction with others on facebook telephone whatsapp whatever speaking to others um so that's why when we, we we so we have a video where we talk about a lot of stuff and then we give a question which i've given all the clues for in the in the um video but when you look at the question like how the hell do i answer that so you're forced to go back over to our facebook group where you do the interacting and, and talking uh and even by typing out the question most people go well i did was going to ask this question but by phrasing it and typing it out i figured it out just because they, they talk through things but when you ask that, you'll hear someone, you can't, my opinion's not the only, or my way of describing things isn't the only way. Someone else will reply with a different kind of way of uh, understanding that sort of theory or whatever. And this is the same for business coaching, you know, all of this sort of stuff, which other people might understand a bit better. Uh, uh, and in un- when they type their explanation, they're understanding it deeper themselves because they're learning to simplify it in a way that can be understood, not only for the other person, but they'll be doing it in their own minds. So this peer-to-peer engagement thing works both ways all the time. And it's just so important that people learn there's no such thing as a stupid question. You can come from any level and you should be accepted on groups like this, This uh, is why I like your group. It's really understanding of yeah. um, uh where people are, people who are beginners are allowed to be beginners because we all started somewhere. None of this ego shit, you know, uh, and that's been historically an issue with social media, yeah, uh, yeah. which I think is dying out now, isn't it? Really, like people are. Starting yeah, I, th- I think times
0: gone. have moved on, and people yeah. understand that it, what, what yeah. the purposes of these fe- these yeah. places are now and accepted yeah. them, haven't they? Well, I but think on that peer-to-peer learning, yeah. you know, it, it's how I got started in what I do now. Yeah. It was literally yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I would read something, learn it. And I'd be like, I need to share this. And and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. on the sharing of that and yes. the teaching of that, it then grounded it more into me, Did you know.
1: That um, is how Heat Geek was developed. Like I say, I saw your trajectory and I saw a lot of parallels because yeah, what you yeah. were doing was what I was doing with the, the theory part. And by being involved in the conversation, I've literally built a business of it. You've literally built a business yeah. of it. Yeah. I think people and. Un- I think they underestimated the value of what we were doing. They, a lot of people saw us on Facebook and what we were doing, you know, what they're doing, wasting their time doing that for. Yeah. You know, well, we're both laughing now.
0: <laughs> so, yeah,
1: yeah. It, it, exactly. Uh, but, but it goes to show the value of what you can amass. And this isn't a, you know, look at me and Wayne or anything like that. Anyone could be part of this. Just join into the conversation. It's so simple. Uh, and yep. and drop drop any egos you're anyone's allowed to, i'm wrong about stuff all the time and i'm happy when i am because it means i learn and i grow from it i i genuinely excited about being wrong uh, uh and it's just about that really you know the communication and, and what it's also you know good for the industry it's social you know you're yeah. getting to know people i've met some amazing people uh, uh through this kind of little journey we've been on um and uh yeah I, you just the more people that that drop it and just get involved the better
0: yeah i i I echo exactly everything you've just said there um one question i've been burning to ask you know is from your obviously I, i i putting you on this pedestal you know you're 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 a very educated man now right okay you've got lots of knowledge lots of insights you speak to lots of people where are we going in the uk next with regards (laughs) to renewables and what what's your gut obviously yeah okay
1: well first of all i'd like to say that the vast majority of people are far too tribalistic about this and angry uh, uh and and it people need to sort of step back and listen to themselves sometimes heat pumps are a solution they don't fit everywhere they can't physically fit everywhere they could fit everywhere if the government spent a ridiculous amount of money insulating the most poorly insulated homes and let's remember most of the uh, pop, you know most of the homes in the UK are edwardian and victorian by a long way so they're crap insulation yeah. uh, and if you have got crap insulation heat pumps are difficult to make work on a normal person's budget because the sort of money you spend on a heat pump isn't average uh, household income thinks 29k
0: I ain't got fifteen k spare. That's half a year's earnings. So, so, when you reference heat pump, do you know, for me, which which I'm I'm not ashamed to say I'm a little bit technically blinded here. Yep. That, from my understanding, you've got air source heat pump, yep. ground source heat pump, yep. and then are your hydrogen. Cells are they heat pumps or no? No, they're different? different. So, um, okay, yeah, sorry,
1: sorry. Uh, air-, air-, air source heat pump, um, just takes uh the heat out of the air uh, so it's a yeah. big fan, big radiator on the back, just sucks the heat out of the air when the fan comes on. Uh, and then the ground source, obviously, just a loop that goes in the ground, gra- gathers some heat, and then pumps it back in the house. And when they compress it, it increases in, te- in temperature, and then that's the temperature run for your radiators. A hydrogen fuel cell takes in natural gas. So, this is where the hydrogen fuel cell is a bit, um, on the c- controversial side. Um, it, it takes in natural gas, um, uh, which is CH4, one carbon, four hydrogens. It strips off the carbon and blows it into the atmosphere as carbon dioxide, which people don't like. So it does produce carbon dioxide. But uh, I'll come back to that bit. With the, the leftover four hydrogens, they go for a fuel cell process, which is basically a load of plates like filters. And when you try and force these through these plates, you blow in air the other side, and because hydrogen's unstable, it wants to go and bond with the oxygen to make water. And it being pulled through this filter, it creates a differential, which generates DC current, which you send to an inverter to make AC current. And when it joins in with the, water, with the air that's blown in the other side and generates water, that's exothermic, that's hot water. And that goes to a little store where it stores this hot water for your um, heating and, and hot water usage in the home. So it generates electricity for the home, uh, and heat for the home so wow. it's it's a very kind of uh, so that was yeah kind of glossed over quite a lot there and simplified but it generates electricity and hot water for the home whereas heat pumps are just uh just heat for the home
0: yeah.
1: um they don't produce electricity obviously um so yeah because because uh, uh hydrogen fuel cells um do release carbon dioxide they're not they seem as like an interim technology they're not like a final thing but in these Victorian homes where the heat pumps have proven difficult, they're a bloody good solution and, and one that's a lot better than a normal gas boiler. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of one option, that's another. And the reality is we actually just need to look at each home for what it is and what they... If they can only get a gas boiler, that's what they have to have. Unless the government's going to... All of these things really are governmental and political issues, but the, the world or the whole country could have heat pumps if the government put a, I mean, an unimaginably high number of money behind it. Uh, but that, that's how big the challenge is. So we have got a solution. And again, here's the other dichotomy. As we uh, in, in put in more heat pumps, the demand on the electric grid will go right up, which means electricity will have to be less clean because we'll have to turn on more coal generators and gas-fired power generators. Having said that, we are putting in more um, uh, 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 wind power, uh, wind farms. So, you know, I wish I could just give you a one-word answer, but that just shows how many variables there are in this whole thing. There's no answer. And anyone that says, yeah, there is an answer, you put PV on your roof, um, solar PV generates electricity, and a heat pump inside, or or you do this or that, you're just wrong because you... You can never be correct
0: for all scenarios. Yeah, there's yeah. there's there's a solution so what, what to every about problem. The, um, obviously, it's been big big in the news this year, really, hasn't it? About hydrogen being being a potential main source yeah. of, of gas, so to speak, going I'm... through the systems
1: skeptical to say the least about that um the amount of work because the problem with hydrogen is it's a very small particle so um it it leaks easy much easier than natural gas oh, okay. uh so you know any old iron mains and stuff um you know they need to be swapped uh i forget what they call uh, a hydrogen hydrogen embrittlement i think they call it basically when you run hydrogen through uh, an iron main it makes the, the iron go brittle so it ended up shearing uh, yeah so we need to replace all uh, all the iron mains with with um a, a lot of them plastic now but not the bits that go into the house yeah. um so all of that need replacing then we've got to generate excess electricity renewable electricity which we don't generate excess le- renewable electricity in order to create the hydrogen so we're so is the 20, 20 and 100 they-
0: years off that <laughs> Yeah well my gut instinct that it's been all all basically fluff and talk you know and and there's yeah. not really been any substance behind it but just to, again this is on a personal level here i'm just curious so the hydrogen that they're proposing to to potentially use would that be extracted in the similar way to what you've just said that yeah, and' so no, get the carbon a, dioxide offset you've got different ways of
1: producing hydrogen blue green uh what's the other one there's one more uh, i can't remember um okay. but it's the green one that you want the green one is from a so it's like wind power that um uh, creates electrolysis in water because you know water is h2o you separate the oxygen and which is also a fuel uh, and the hydrogen um uh, the blue one is turning um gas into hydrogen yeah. which then you're releasing carbon dioxide unless you capture okay. that uh it's not green uh, and you can capture it but that takes yet more energy um so yeah uh, the hydrogen they're talking that's one of the arguments what hydrogen are you talking about and the only one that's viable really from a you know the planet not dying kind of thing is the green one and that is just literally like a hundred years away or something it's, it's yeah. not inside yeah. our lifetime in my we're opinion getting,
0: we're getting customers now right yeah, yeah, yeah saying oh is this boiler going to be able to take hydrogen right. and that, like, is, well-
1: uh, that is a marketing ploy it's so gas boiler uh um uh, companies can say it it removes the guilt from installing a gas boiler. It's easier to sell the gas boiler. Don't worry, because it it can uh, take 20% hydrogen when we have that. That boiler is going to be well replaced before (laughs) 20% hydrogen in the national grid. It's just mental. Um, So uh, although I think look, we should aim for all these things, because let's face it, this is a fucking serious issue. The planet is literally dying. Species are going extinct. So it's not it's so hard let's not do anything about it no actually we do need to try and do hydrogen we do need to try and put heat pumps in here it's more that everyone's correct as well as being correct we need to do as much whatever we can you don't yeah. go you've got to go down swinging you can't just yeah. say oh it's
0: too hard let's not do anything about it no this is literally you know the, the fate of the planet is at stake i think you explained it well as well earlier you said like there's not going to be a one fit solution like gas was or gas is like gas boilers yeah 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 it's gonna yeah. it's gonna take a multiple pronged attack so to speak to you yeah. know every every house every scenario is going to be totally different isn't it yeah yeah 100 this is the
1: engineering mentality that we've got to have you go in you look at your options uh you look at budget uh, or you guess the budget, I suppose. Uh, I do, I don't ask what their budget is. Um, and, and you find the thing that fits in that scenario. And if all you can do uh, is is put in a new boiler, but they've also, they need to swap a couple of radiators. If you make those radiators slightly bigger, make that temperature system run at a lower temperature, that system is one step closer for having a heat pump the next time. And it's going to save gas because the boiler will condense more. So, um, you know, these are all these are all things we talk about in in Heat Geek, um, uh, and it's just inevitable for everyone to know. This shouldn't even be a thing that engineers should know. This should be stuff customers are talking about because it's, you know, it's important for them to understand, to ask for it uh, and to and to know about if we do want to make a wider change and save the planet. We are literally talking. It sounds over the top, but we are literally talking about saving the planet.
0: Yeah. 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 That, they're, they're, you know, with everything that all the change in, in weather and, and, you know, and yeah, temperatures yeah. and it's, it's a very, it, yeah, We're it feels, it feels like we're at this tipping point that, you know, if we don't act now, you know, we're going to start falling backwards and, and, God yeah, yeah. That there's up. a lot of doomsday
1: stuff going. On. You know, even the pandemic, energy prices going over. It does feel like there's something brewing,
0: isn't it? Yeah, well, I I don't watch the news, right? Just a personal I don't, choice. I don't. Funny enough, my, we were watching. I think it's Martin Lewis, right? Yeah. And yeah. last night, and they were saying about energy prices, and I was like. The hell's happened? Like yeah. loads of companies have gone bust. It was all yeah, news yeah. to me. I literally yeah. had no idea. Yeah, yeah, looked at me bill. My bills literally going to double on October yeah, the first. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, yeah, wow. Do you know, because then we hit. Yeah. Then we hit problems like socially, like fuel poverty. You know yeah. how can like it was bad enough two three years like yeah. that, like two years ago. Yeah. What's it going to yeah. be like now? The prices yeah. have literally like exactly. doubled. It's the, the the only one so I,
1: i've got a saying um which i if you follow me on twitter or anything like that i always it's no panacea there's no panacea there's no one solution there is one solution though which does away with all of it and that's just insulation because if we get insulation in not only does it make the property heat pump ready for the future it also lowers the the primary energy needed you know people are going to be able to afford to heat their homes you know they're going to be able to heat up their tank once and then that'll last the day they won't need to keep topping it up especially old deers you know um so uh insulation is it still is and it they say fabric first it that is a panacea. It's just something we'll unfortunately we can't make any money off that, but you know, that, that is what's needed. We've got a partnership with a firm actually, we pass all that sort of stuff to. Um, yeah. so, uh, but yeah, that that would be
0: one sort of take. I think, thing. I think with insulation, I think it's it's like similar to boilers, you know, it's the last thing someone wants can't to go spend a load of money on. Well, there's no yeah. glitz and glamour say to it. Say isn't that.
1: You? That, that's changed recently because I, I used to say it's about boilers, you know, it's not like it's the car on the drive type thing, but heat pumps are on your drive and they are yeah. talked about especially grounds you know the rich customers they love um you know doing the right thing <laughs> yes yeah, so we're the doing right our barbecue around <laughs> having a kid's ground source heat pump in his plant room that's got loads of copper and if he's got a plant that's got loads of copper you know you're selling that yeah. copper at the end of the day yeah. heat pumps if you want to make money if you want the you know if you want to make money rolls royce money on installations move into heat pumps because it's you know that is somewhere that a lot of people are willing to spend money for the right solution, provided you've got the information backing you up.
0: Yeah, yeah, because like technically, right now, right, if I, I, I just, I literally wouldn't have a clue. So it's I it's know the that times thing. are changing. You so my to, team are going to have to go through you,
1: exactly. You, you, you have that to that. make the conscious effort to go right if we're going to make this move let's go and make it properly and learn you can't just go well that one didn't work what could we do next time No, you've actually got to sit down and go right let's understand the technology what the variables are how we can drive up cop which is uh, how efficient it is um uh, and and make a conscious effort like you said earlier on to sh- go for it you know
0: yeah yeah no, that's this so so just quickly for like anyone that is interested the heat geek course is it available to everybody like yeah, anybody, or any any requirements no no
1: anyone can jump on it what i would say is if you are um kind of early in your career or maybe even you, you think you might be a bit slower or something like that learning um you might want to perhaps get a bit more experience in the industry first by you know working with people but apart from that um uh, you know it, it's open to everyone and uh, importantly as well although it's difficult it's specifically meant to be difficult, uh, you know, particularly the questions, because we have a support group. If if you come across stuff and you're like, I, you, you just completely lost me, you go in there and you will get flooded with, you know, support, help, phone calls, uh, all that sort of thing. And actually, um, uh, as, a, as a gift to you guys, anyone watching this, uh, we're going to offer you guys 15% off the course. Anyone else who wants to sign up who's watching this uh, and we will we'll issue like a, a gift voucher type thing for you guys. Oh, and, wow. Uh,
0: that's fantastic i would put a caveat on that that's only available if you have donated to help for heroes and gained access to the bonus material yeah 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 (laughs) really appreciate that adam thank you no problem Um, i want to take this back a little bit obviously we spoke quite a lot technically here about you know the technical aspects of the job but yeah you're obviously doing something right yeah you've got two two successful businesses you know you're you, you've, I think you mentioned you've got three children. So you, you've obviously got a busy personal life as well. Um, you're very upbeat. You're motivated. You know, is this an area of life like motivation and mindset? Is it something that just comes natural to you? Or have you had to sort of build that resilience to, to pursue what you want to do and what you are doing, should I say? Yeah. Um... I think ADHD helps because it gives me energy uh, um,
1: towards work um, that that I wouldn't otherwise has. And and I I would say I've not ignored my family by any means, but I would say that I could, I'm ready to divert time back there now. Um, uh, 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 Self-growth and stuff like that. All the stuff you do. um, If you see my bookshelf at home, I have 50 books on psychology, NLP, um, working on yourself, how to turn your your machine and focus it in the right direction. uh, I I believe that you can literally become anyone you want to be by, by reading this sort of stuff and hanging around and listening to the right sort of people who talk in a positive language with the correct focus. I think it makes a massive, I was into, I've been into this stuff for a very long time, personal growth and development. And I, I, I put part of our success um, uh, uh, um, due to that, and the other huge, massive um, thing I would say is a partnership. So um, business partnerships are something. Actually, I'm, I'm kind of glad you brought up, uh, or you brought this up. Um, when I joined in with a partnership, a, a lot of people have a stigmatism around partnerships, and they say, "Oh, you know, it's half the money is going, and all this, you know, and he didn't pull his weight there, and all that sort of thing." I think if you go into business and you've never been into business before, uh, you, you, you're too afraid to go on your own. You go in in a partnership. All as you see is half the money going to that guy's account, thinking, oh, I did that bit and he didn't go and do that. When you've run two businesses for 10 years, like me and Patrick have, then you join together. All as you see is half of the stress and worry going, the other- I don't give a crap about the money uh, um, as long as I'm comfortable. Uh, so a partnership and being able to bounce the ideas between two people and say, oh, did you think of this that way? Oh, perhaps we could offer this and do that. There is nothing, and it, it's peer to peer again. I suppose uh, that yeah. has really accelerated us um, uh, a long, long way. Um, and and before, I still,
0: I still remember when you like announced that you and Patrick and I, were, were, yeah. were going together, and um, yeah. Yeah. you know, I and it happens all the time whenever the word partnership is brought yeah, yeah, yeah. up. Yeah. Everyone comes in with the 20 years worth of, you know, <laughs> I got ripped off, I got stuck up, Maybe. you know, I'd never yeah. do it again. I'd never yeah. and and like lots of people were like, Yeah, I'll give it six months, give it a year, you know, and, and and they'll be back separate. And so it's really, it's really exciting to see two young, you know, ambitious entrepreneurs, business owners actually make it work in a partnership. Um, and I take my hat off to you on that, and Thank it you. sort of led me down a route that so i've had an established business and mm. obviously i i a guy that i bought in who's my brother-in-law i didn't want to just give him half my business because you know they, they to, yeah. yeah so but what we've done is we've created a staged plan you know to bring him in so mm. over the next few years if he does if we hit our targets and we move forward because i'm desperate right. for that partnership yeah yeah yeah. I, I I want the support, you know, that having yes. someone yes. else gives you. I want to have yes. that relief of knowing, like he's away for a few days, so yeah. I take this, I take the stress for a bit, and and he knows when when I'm feeling the pressure, so he takes the the weight. And a hundred percent, that's what it's about, and it's about not. um Yeah, if if Patrick wants, I had
1: yesterday off because uh, Dave floors my dad's funeral, like I said to you earlier on. And uh, i just I just went to the cinema uh, i just I, I just randomly had a day off, and I didn't yeah. have a worry in the what because the only person left in charge is someone who cares a lot about this company, not someone who's answering the phone. It allows a level of freedom that you will never be able to get otherwise. Um, yeah. i I could walk out right now and just go to the pub for a day or two if I wanted to. I mean, I make up for it by working late, and so does he. We're both very much pulled into work naturally anyway, yeah. so if one of us you know wants so there is that element of kind of trust built up in that respect, I suppose. Um, but yeah, and just the bouncing around of ideas. Uh, and uh, even I suppose when you've got an issue, it's still the same issue when there's two of you. But the fact that someone else is going through it with you is comforting in itself. Yeah. And I, I've always looked at earnings as money to stress ratio. If your stress is going up, then that value of money is worth less. You know, you need to be paid more. Uh, and as soon as I went in with Patrick, my stress was halved because I had someone else who understood what I was going through, what I wanted to do. And it makes you like we're here to live our life. You know, these, this is our work at the end of the day, although we might, you should enjoy it. Um, uh, you spend most of your, your, your
0: life doing it. You should be enjoying it. And if you're not enjoying it, you need to change something. I, I, again I keep referencing myself because you're hitting the nail on the head yeah, of yeah, my yeah. journey you know yeah, I fell yeah. out of love with the doing you know yeah. and that's led me to and I was just adamant I wasn't going to be that guy that in 30 years moans about the 30 years worth of work that he's done in an industry you know that and because I love the yeah. industry you know and I love mm. the challenge and the technical like the mixture of of the business and yeah. the technical and And stuff, but doing, finding what you enjoy to do, yeah, fundamentally for me is like the most important thing. I've got people that I work with that love the work. Yeah, they they're, yeah. they're engineers. Yeah. They want their hands yeah. dirty, yeah. but yeah. they don't want the stress of the business. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. and and but when you identify that, sorry, Adam. Yeah, carry on.
1: no, yeah, that's what I was going to say. No, I was going to reiterate what you're saying. When you find that bit you like as well, that's how you become successful because then you get that natural dopamine spike that makes you go in and do more of that work and learn more about it, and perfect it. Whether if it's the business side, you'll go in and learn more about business and you'll try and because that's what's releasing your dopamine in your own brain. You've got to find the bit you love and stick at that everyone's built for different bits uh so yeah uh, i wholeheartedly concur
0: yeah excellent um i think we we sort of skirted over was the question i said about your mindset and and you gave oh, yeah. an answer about how you you know how you've sort of spent a lot of time and effort to to do that and and i think it's so important that people understand about them as a person you know mm-hmm. you know like you said a lot about psychology books and nlp and all of that and that it's something that i just find that the more i i read the more i i learn you know the more i understand not just myself but other people you know you can understand yeah. why yeah. they react like they do or, yeah. or why they do things that you to, to me are, are stupid but you can it it just yeah not again it just all comes back to knowledge doesn't it It, absolutely a hundred percent yeah it's always education every
1: single issue in our industry is down to education we need to educate our uh, customers more and everything else but um yeah everything we do in our industry as well in our job is personal it's a personal skill it's from your your person's going to trust you with a few grand of their money to put something in their house that might not work you know it's all a very personal thing learning about people and psychology and stuff like that is it I had to do it. So when I was diagnosed with ADHD, I was also told told that I had a a bit of autism, essentially. Uh, I didn't take any further than that because it's not negatively affected me. Um, uh, But it does mean that I struggle with reading emotions and stuff like that sometimes from people. So um, I actually bought the books previous to knowing that, thinking I don't know how people work. And I just thought it's something I'd learn from a book. Some of it you do have to have feel for, uh, but the books help massively. And actually the diagnosis of ADHD helped me massively because I can go, right, that's why I'm doing that. That's why I'm doing this. That's why that person acts like that when I'm doing X, Y, Z. And you know, you learn how to move throughout your life a bit better, which always generates more opportunities uh, and you're a bit more aware of what's going on. I, I, yeah, wh- when you're saying about success and things, that's one thing I'm quite uh, aware of. I definitely have an eye, I have a continuous eye, and I don't consciously do this for opportunities. Every time I read a comment from someone or or something, I always think, oh, what can we do in, you know, it's just something I naturally do. uh, uh, And it might just be something I've made up, but that's how I feel. Uh, I feel like I'm always looking for like a, to either help someone or how I can, something can be fixed. Um. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah, the engineering all of that comes, you isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But all of it again, it does come from you know learning who you are and how the kind of work you know a way of understanding the world and uh, those psychology
0: books they they changed my life actually quite a lot hugely. So an- another question. It, yeah. It, there's going to be people watching this right that have never really. F- heard of heat geek never heard of you know hydronics and heat pumps and and uh, psychology books and all of this sort of thing so and there'll be people that have as well but if if you was giving advice to someone now you know Mm. on what to do next you know as a uh business owner as a as a technical engineer you know where what would you recommend i like, I like these first few steps to the because the first few steps are always the hardest aren't they because then momentum kicks in um and half of my job is yeah. you know as a business coach is just to usher that first few steps because yeah, once they yeah, take yeah, yeah. it you know it starts the the, the laws of physics start to yeah, kick yeah, in. yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah the cart starts you know the, the, the cart starts pulling the horse type yeah. thing up, yeah because it starts snowballing yeah uh, the first thing I would say is to define what you see as success and what your aims are, because your um, uh, your success for you, and this used to be success for me, my goal wasn't to employ. It was to earn enough money to live a really cool, chilled, nice lifestyle. And that's what I did at the time until things changed. I had kids and stuff. Uh, once you've got that definition, um, if your aim is to grow a big business and employ people, the number one thing I would say, and I remember the day I sort of this clicked with me is I imagined myself, I, I said to myself, right, I'm not going to do that lifestyle thing anymore. I had a good time doing it. I learned a lot, blah, blah, blah. I watched a lot of films at cinema. I lived opposite the road to the cinema, so I was doing there all the time, pissing around on, on the phone and whatever else. I, I remember saying to myself, if, I've, if I'd if i made it here and I had 10, 10 engineers, what would I look back on and say to myself? And the resounding thing that just like jumped out was borrow money and do it, just get there quick. Because if you lost it all, you imagine if you got to that position and you lost it all, you'd be like, Well, I want to be back up there again. You wouldn't go, I'll start off on my own and I'll go and do the old boiler service. And I'll be like, No, I'll be writing to banks, borrowing money, and I'll be trying to jump forward to where I was. Because when you borrow, let's say you're going to borrow 50 grand, that's a lot of money at the moment to most people, a hell of a lot of money but the minute you jump to running six stuff that's not even monthly turnover for us it's nothing so once you use that money wisely and get get it to the pace you need to be the value of where that was is nothing compared to what you had to borrow it only looks like a lot to you now looking from up from where you are when you look back down from on the top you'd be like Thank God I borrowed thank God I borrowed that tiny amount of money to set up this massive multi-million turnover business, you know. Uh really? so I I I it might be an unconventional answer, but it would be borrow if you want to go for that route. If your if your idea of success is to stay chilled and uh, you know have a lifestyle job where you can just I wanted to go away for like two or three weeks at a time, five or six times a year at the time. Uh, and, and the way you do that is the ring. Uh, strategy yeah. that i mentioned earlier on you charge as much as you possibly can because if you're doing that you have to charge good cash if you want the lifestyle if your aim is to not go on holiday and not you know have a very like work hard uh and stay small then i just question why why bother <laughs> what's the point
0: yeah it's it, like for for me on a on a personal level i'm at a stage in my life i've got four children all young you know building a mon- a business with loads of staff isn't on my agenda right now yeah mm-hmm. it's a lifestyle business I want to mm-hmm. do yes. a little bit be able to pick the kids up you know and and that's what that was because I was able to define what success right now my success will mm-hmm. change you know as I as life evolves but yes right now I am su- I am super successful because mm-hmm. I get to take my kids to school i get yeah. to pick them up most days yeah. i get to do what i love to do and yeah i could earn more money you know i i i could but at the moment the stress right. you, again you nailed it about the stress value to to the monetary you mm. know i'm not willing to sacrifice that stress level yeah. for for just a bigger pot of 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 dough, so to speak, at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Defining yeah. that success, you know, yeah. is yeah. so
1: so and, important. And and, and and also staying fluid. You you, you should understand that your uh, your picture of success might change. My idea was for this laid back lifestyle, and I was working three days a week, genuinely three days a week. It was lovely, only until I, I was experiencing that. So I, yeah, until I kind of joined just before I joined with Patrick, really, and when I had two more kids. And I sort of look back I don't know, something just changed in me. And I remember taking on our first staff and thinking um, i would had staff in the past, but not not to in the same sort of respect. Uh, uh, the first and sort of second member of staff and thinking, well, this is going to be harder and it's it's getting easier. And actually, as we've grown, I found growing and getting more staff actually less stressful in, in many, many ways. And it's just the opposite of what I thought. I always thought in my head, uh, I want to stay um, a one man band. Uh, you know, nice chilled, laid back lifestyle, which was nice. Um, but I don't know. I just think as you move forward and move through time, you change as a person. Yeah. Your lifestyle changes. You have more kids, less kids. So I keep fluid is what I'd say, um, uh, 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 and be aware that your what you define success may change
0: yeah no I, lo- I love that yeah because if you went back 10 years my my definition of success was a million miles from what i'm doing right yeah. now and, and where i'm heading so yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's some great advice about being fluid definitely um we're coming towards the end of of this this episode of the trades growth summit um i'm going to just plug to donate for help for heroes again Um, you know, it's, it's such a great cause and Adam has donated his time, you know, to share his journey, share some absolute gems of wisdom. Is there, is there anything that, that we can both chat, you know, we could sit here probably for the next two hours chatting. (laughs) Is there anything that you wanted to say anything that I've missed that, you know, is is there anything specifically left or, or, or are we pretty Uh... much left? I think we're
1: pretty much there. Um, no, yeah. I mean, the the overall sort of um,
0: uh, and uh, thing I would say is uh, the more you learn, the more you earn. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll end it on that because that 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 sums everything that we've just spoke about up, doesn't it? Um, so, those that want to maybe learn a little bit more, what's what's the website? Where can people follow you? Where can people see what you're so- doing and where you're going?
1: Yeah, we've got YouTube channel, um, which actually we're about to focus a lot more on because we, we've been doing for the last uh, year, we've just been developing this course and building the course, uh, and we're going back to our YouTube channel, which is just Heat Geek. Um, there'll be tons of free stuff on there. That's always there's, that's going to be our main thing. We're going to teach free stuff through the YouTube channel and articles on the website, heat, heatgeek.com. Um, the, the course just gives that same information in a bit more detail, but a lot more structured in a way that's yeah. spoon feeds you. So you can't miss anything and in the correct order. Um, so yeah, YouTube, uh, all the social medias, just Heat Geek. Um, uh, uh, and then the course is on courses.heatgeek.com, but you can get there through the normal normalheatgeek.com website either.
0: Excellent. Uh, absolute pleasure, Adam. As oh, I, thanks as I for having me on. Be, I hope everyone listening has, um, has really enjoyed that because I certainly have. Um, and I think we'll just end that on. Don't forget, the more you learn, the more you earn i really hope you enjoyed the show um i just wanted to pull it out there for anyone listening that i offer business coaching but also life coaching my life is centered around something called the freebies which stands for body business and balance when you work with me as a coach we tackle all three aspects of life. So you as an individual, body, mindset, health, fitness, knowledge, education. Business B obviously stands for your business, improving, maximizing opportunities, elevating, making more money. And balance stands for your friends, family, loved ones, you know, making time for everything in your life. And the three B's is the core element to that. If you'd like to learn more, I would ask you to reach out to me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you might be consuming my information. Um, or you can email me directly at wayne at offthetools.co.uk. I'm here waiting to assist you to elevate across all aspects of life. Have a good one. No excuses. Let's go.